This is your host, Smiley, with you once again, episode 67, season two. We are recording to you live on, well, it's live 11-17. for us, 1117, uh, year of our Lord 2020, because Thanksgiving's are coming, and we are here to talk about everything that we're doing in life. It, you know, formerly, we used to do a Disc in the Drive podcast, but unfortunately many of us don't have as much time for games games have kind of fallen into the back burner for a lot of us in our lives so we decided to expand out what we're going to talk about today which is what are we doing maybe it's games maybe it's something else we're going to talk about that here to join me today on that on that uh new but still old endeavor uh are my glorious co-hosts van and shy gentlemen good to see you good to see you what's up homie i doubt that but it's nice of you to say can you Um, believe thanksgiving is next week no can you believe we're still like actually we're still actually in a worse place than we were when this started it's pretty sad i was thinking almost twofold worse like Like, not just a little worse yeah Uh, i have a question but but seriously two very promising vaccines so 90 plus percent effective so far we might see six six to eight months you know Yep. Well, listen, that's better than like the 2025 or unknown a couple months ago. So, yep. listen, yeah. I'll take what we can get at this point. Um, and, you know, I just want the kids to be back see. at school. Not my kids, but like all kids, <laughs> kids in general. <laughs> All right, so we have a lot to we have a lot to talk about today, but we have to start with our question of the day. We always do, and uh, you know, last time we talked a little bit about some metaphysical stuff. What was the nature of reality, the nature of illusion, and what we could know? And so we wanted to kind of harken back to that. So today's question of the day is, you know, we talk about a lot of alternate realities, whether they're you know video games or the Matrix or or you know just anything. But you know, let's take it a little bit more directionally, like. If you could pick an alternate reality, what would your alternate reality look like? What kind of alternate reality would you like to be a part of? What would you like to make real? I'm going to start with myself today. I'm going to, I'm going to go off, off the beat. Yeah, I know. Shocking. Um, I'm going to go first because I feel like I've, I've, I've thought about this a lot in the past and um, I can't go too far into detail. We're going to do a Ready Player One episode here in a couple weeks to get ready for the launch of Ready Player Two, which is coming out about a week from today. Um, but Van is currently reading Ready Player One, so I can't get too spoilery. Um, but I just want to say briefly that like, I always, when I read that book, I walked away from it being like, man, I wish the Oasis was real, which is the uh, kind of virtual reality system that they have. I don't know that I would take kind of the state of the world in that book. Uh, you know, the, the real world's kind of sucky. Like, I, I kind of want to distance myself from that. But like, the idea of having like the the immersive VR experience that he portrays in that book, where like literally, it's basically like anything, like a real life version of anything you can imagine. Like, if you want to go like live your Star Wars fantasy or your Lord of the Rings fantasy or whatever, like there's something out there for you to do where like you can like literally play an RPG and that can be your job, your livelihood. You can play like you can compete in esports physically. Like for somebody like me, I always was as a child grew up wanting to pl- play like professional football or professional hockey. Um, but unfortunately, my parents probably wisely were like, yeah, that's dangerous. You're not going to do that. 
and also, you know, my physical, my physical, uh, you know, I, I was never athletic at all. And now, so, and now you're an accountant. And now, and yeah, and now, 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 now you know. So I, I went the other way on that one. I, I went a different direction, you know. Like, I, but like in a in a you know in a simulation like that, there's nothing to stop you from joining, you know, the the Madden leagues and actually playing, you know, like you're not limited by the confines of your of your mm -hmm. of your feeble human body anymore. Um, so so that was something that I just always thought would be so amazing, and it's sad to me that like that technology doesn't seem that impossible it just seems like a little bit far out we're like maybe i'll live to see it but probably not to see it like really realized like that so or so we're already in it or we're already there you're All you're right. not limited by you know the the brain in a vat that you are in real life you actually right. have a physical corporeal body <laughs> my brain's like god I'm too stupid and i didn't realize if i'd just been a little smarter i could have done anything with this life and i chose to to play video games and do podcasts with you people uh boy now i'm having an existential crisis thanks, thanks guys appreciate that all right let's go to shy shy tell me about an alternate reality that you would choose if you could so I didn't think about this question today at all. I was thinking about the podcast episode. I totally like missed it when I was looking at the outline. I, I don't know why we do this every week. So this is kind of shooting from the hip. <laughs> Wait, we have a question <laughs> know, of the day I'm... today? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, this is kind of shooting from the hip. Shy would live in an alternate reality that's the same as this one, but we didn't do questions of the day in the podcast. <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. Um, no, um... I think it'd be interesting one time to just talk about other reality, like just talk about other realities we think are interesting. Cause I've already had like a thought of a bunch of ones that I think are cool, but not that I'd necessarily want to live in. So probably the one that uh, came to mind that I was like, that'd probably be a cool place to live would be Narnia. Actually. I feel like hmm. Narnia would actually be a really interesting reality to live in. Just animals that can talk. That's kind of chronic. What? And Aslan is pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aslan's pretty badass. Um, Same with that walking donkey thing what is that what are those called centaurs centaurs that's the one walking donkeys <laughs> dude badass half men half horses who can fight yes yeah, <laughs> no no not good. that one the one that's the one that plays the piccolo all the time oh, oh um, no that's a fawn yeah there fawn. you go fawn yeah those okay, are yeah. stupid i was gonna say like centaurs are, are like donkey yeah yeah i, I guess i don't know if that hmm. <laughs> okay really describes it but um I, I like it that makes more sense uh, the only reason, I mean, the reason I picked that was like the things that I immediately thought of all would be really crappy places to live, like like realities. Like they're really cool. I think they're really well thought out. They have cool like aesthetics and neat technology. But it's like, man, what a what a horrible reality to live in. So yeah, there you go. Like Cloud City, Cloud City would be terrible. Well, like one thing I thought of like was like Warhammer 40k. I've always thought the Warhammer 40k universe is like really cool. But I mean, oh my gosh, what a what a horrible like reality to live in. Like. Um, Easy know. to be, become a heretic is what I understand. <laughs> chaos just chasing you all the time, <laughs> alien races. All right, Van, what about you? <clears throat> yeah, I, I thought since I love Final Fantasy XI so much that that would be a good one. And I started thinking about it and I was like, oh, that'd be terrible. Like you could walk out, you could walk 10 paces outside the city center and you're like killed by everything. 
Like everything yeah. literally in that game wants to kill you, no matter how strong you are. And we always so. made the joke that no matter how strong you get, there's always a rabbit somewhere that can whip your fucking ass. Or a crab. Like, ladybug. Like, or, yeah, yeah, like it's not a joke. Yeah. That's, a, that's a perilous so that was, land. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that thought was entertained for, for a really short time. <laughs> and then I was like, what else do I want to live in? Um, do I want fantasy or do I want... I know. Then I could have lived in Bastok. I could have been yeah. down there with the Coraloka Tunnel and all that kind of cool stuff. Hanging with the Galka. Um, what's wrong with Galka? <laughs> you tell us, man. You tell us. <laughs> the four people on the podcast who are like, "What is happening?" <laughs> Most awkward dead air ever in this podcast. Uh, so then my next decision was: Do you want to live in fantasy or do you want to live in sci-fi? And I was like, how about a little bit of both? And I decided to go with the Star Wars universe. And everybody's like, what? That's crazy. That's all sci-fi. But is it? Because you have the force. Space wizards. Right. Yep. You got space wizards. You got lightning shoot. You got a fingers. Lightsabers. <clears throat> yep. You got lightsabers. Like, like Although, but can that scientifically be proven how? Because I don't know if that would be necessarily be magic. Not tauntauns. Right? It's not magic. I'm just saying that like it's more medieval because it's yes. more fantasy because very few oh, sci-fis okay. have swords. Right. Yeah. It's usually like guns and, and things yeah. like that. So. Blasters from an uncivilized yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, but I think I landed on Star Wars just because like growing up, I always, always wanted to be a Jedi. Not that I'm assuming I would have the midichlorian count to do so, but just being in that universe would be amazing. Because like everybody's a pilot. You don't even need to get a license to be a pilot. And I was like, that would be really fun to fly some speed. I can fly. I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. I can fly. Well, you know, it's funny too, because when I, when I make my answer, you know, I, I'm talking about um you know the the ready player one uh thing but like i always think of like what would i do first thing i would do is go to the star wars area and like live out my star wars fantasy so like really my answer is the same as yours just a little bit broader so when right, i got like tired of being in star wars well maybe i'll go like check out lord of the rings exactly. at some point or whatever you know yeah i know your 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 answer was was as always more more thoughtful than mine it was, um, it was but, bullshit i think is what you're what you're thinking of yeah it was kind of a cop-out but Dude, you know, the, the, the reality that you're talking about exists right now in a game called Second Life. Like, you can be... I've heard enough stories Whatever about you want. I don't need that shit. I, I can tell you some stories about some very imaginative things that exist. I don't know if there's an explicit tag. I don't know if there's an explicit tag high enough for, for the stories you have to tell. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, if you want to tell us what, uh, you know, alternate reality you'd like to live in or if you'd like to hear more about van's second life experiences you know drop us a line maybe he'll tell you in dms you know that's between you and him another off, 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 off what out of focus podcast for the van yeah, oh my god we should do it with, stories? we should do it with you, z hosted you by z. smiley be amazing <laughs> I don't know if I could be there for that. just getting there screaming the whole time, more and more screaming. <laughs> yeah, I've heard enough of those stories to know that I don't want to go down that path. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, we'll have our contact information at the end of the show. So, gentlemen, what the fuck have you guys been doing the last, since the last time we talked, really, or whenever? As far, you can go back as far back as you want, really. Um, let's start with Shy, because I think Shy's got a lot going on in his life. Seems like a busy fellow. What have you been playing, Shy? What have you been doing? What's what's your life been like? Yeah, I was trying to quickly see if, if I could figure out when the last time I did a disc on the drive was. It looks like episode 60. So it's been, what is that, at least seven oh, couple, weeks. And I think we've skipped a week. So, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think we're going to probably do this. What, like, was it round Robin? Is that the correct term? So, um, I'm going to start off by talking a little bit, little bit about war of the visions, a mobile game I've talked about frequently on the show, a game that I played and not played and then am playing again. Um, I'm playing it again and uh, quite a bit. So it's been a lot of fun to jump back into it. It, uh, um, has not fundamentally changed a lot. It's still a very grindy gotcha game. Um, it's very, it's still a tactics game. So, uh, um, the fundamentals are still the same, but they've made a lot of improvements to the game. I think over the, over the months, the, uh, the Japanese game just hit its year anniversary right now. So the Japanese version of the game is going through its one year anniversary. And that means we're, we're about four months behind that. So we're at eight months into the game launch. Um, and, uh, They've been doing, Smiley, I think you, you you might appreciate this, but another game that I used to play, that you still play, the City of Final Fantasy Opera Omnia. Defu. Uh, um, when we were playing the game, and I assume it's still the same way, is there was like a, a direct roadmap of the game. Like like the global version of the game pretty much followed the Japan yes. version of the game. And I forget how big of a gap there was. Was it that's more of a six-month gap or... Um, longer originally it was 11 months it's actually shortened because some of the developers were delayed due to covid over in japan mm-hmm. and so it's actually closer to 10 months now i think but yeah it's, it's it was it's actually pretty long it's one of the longest i've had between i've seen between games usually it's it's not that that not that much but yes there is still a roadmap there have been some global exclusives that were that were released a little bit more frequently which is pretty cool but um but yeah for the most part it still follows japan the japanese version very so- tight so if you remember the first couple months of War of the Visions while you were still playing it, like there, that was kind of the case. Like the game started out very similar to the, the Japanese timeline. Right. And that's held mainly true, but the last month or so, starting actually at Halloween. So at Halloween, Japan got um, um, Halloween units. They took two of the like MR level units and SR level units and made Halloween versions of them. They released concurrently for global actually, which was kind of a big deal. Like, you know, you think of like, metas and balance like when you have a character coming out four months ahead of time in a game like what does that do for it time traveling Um, is what they call that yeah and so that and then now what's been happening is because that was like a two-week event at halloween like that kind of like interfered with other releases of other stuff and so now like stuff has been kind of all over the place a little bit they've been like trying to squeeze in multiple events at a time they've been doing other things um and so one thing i'm going to talk about specifically right now is starting tomorrow is one of the first like so the first big collaboration a lot of these font these final fantasy scoring games they're, they're really popular because they have collaborations with other main series titles like the mobile games will have characters the city of final fantasy opera Omni is basically built on this the whole game is basically a collaboration but like some of the other games um occasionally will have other characters from from the main series as characters in the game and so and War of the Visions, the first big one was Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics. And I think we were all still playing when the first Tactics banner came around. Um, so the one, one of the really big ones that got announced, um, I guess it was four months ago for Japan, was Final Fantasy IV, a game that I've not played. A game that, Smiley, you said is your favorite or one of your favorites? Final Fantasy IV is my favorite Final Fantasy game. I always think that, I always get confused with six, and it's probably because the IV six. and the VI, but like... Well, and, and um, six... I would say six is the best Final Fantasy game. If I had to rank them in order of like best made, I'd probably put six and seven are probably the top two. I think six edges it out. But when I talk about my personal, like four is the one that like I really connected with that game. It was just, it's like I, I, I'm just playing. I played endlessly. It was the first game I, I ever introduced him to my son. The first RPG uh-huh. is the first RPG he ever beaten. Something we've really shared. So yeah, Final Fantasy IV is is far by far and away my favorite. 
Cool. Well, and apparently a lot of people love four because everybody was super excited about it. Um, the three there's three characters coming out with four. I'm just gonna give a quick little quick little spiel for four and why it might be worth logging into the game or installing it for <laughs> a couple weeks and trying it out. Um, but uh, so first off is Cecil is being released. Paladin Cecil. He's in Japan. He was available on a step up banner, but in global they're actually giving him out for free his base unit. Um, and so he'll be coming out tomorrow. Actually, the banner launches tomorrow. Um, I think the next week, so a week from tomorrow, they're going to be releasing another banner with with Rosa and Kane on it, I believe. And Kane is going to be a dragoon. Rosa is going to be a ranged like physical healer, like kind of a hybrid between like a, a physical damage healer and a healer. Um, she's going to be ice element. Kane is dark element, and Cecil's light element. Um, a lot of people are excited about that. Um, and uh, they're giving a bunch of like rewards, just like bonuses, some free gifts starting tomorrow, some login bonuses over the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, and I don't know. I think one of the cool things I just want to like, as I wrap up the World of Vision segment, for any potential people that might be listening to this, if they maybe have tried the game out in the past and have stopped playing, um, um, there's they've there's been some really cool I think improvements to the game. One specifically when we talk about limited units, and I think this is really applicable right now with this with this banner dropping. One thing we talked about back in the day with tactics was it was really hard to get all of the shards you wanted yes. for a unit in the time the unit was available yeah. and it was like panic inducing and also like spending inducing like it felt very toxic from the developer like you got to spend money if you want to like get this unit because the idea is that these limited units and i guess van I, I, I'm, I'm telling this for your sake um but like these limited units they, they come and go like they aren't always available in the game and so like you have like a two-week window or a one-week window to like get this unit and upgrade it um, through the gotcha system and then like if you miss that window you might be stuck with a half finished unit if you were able to pull it but you didn't get all of the like upgrade materials for it or if you missed it you just have to wait and hope it comes back someday well one thing they did um smiley recently that looks like it's gonna be going forward is when a unit releases if you pull the unit you get access to a bingo board like, i don't know if you remember when the game started there were like I these little, like bingo, bingo board missions yep. and so that. So there'll be a character specific bingo board now. And by completing certain things, by just like leveling the character up or like upgrading their main job or like limit breaking them um, or awakening them, you can get up to 120 shards just from the bingo board. Um, and normally you can finish that potentially in a couple of days, just if, you just if you're just like doing things with them and getting their stuff done. And so I think that's been a, <clears throat> like for like the, the Halloween units, I actually pulled one of the Halloween units and I, I had decided I was never going to chase a limited unit. And, but I was able to max the Halloween unit because of the bingo board and just be able to play. Um, so I think that's cool. And then the fact, so the event actually lasts a month. So starting tomorrow, it's gonna be going for four weeks and with the characters kind of trickling out. And then I think they've got like a raid coming and another event coming during that time. So there'll be plenty of time to like get their shards. Like we'll be appearing in the shop and stuff like that. So I think there's definitely, if someone was interested in Kane or Rosa or Cecil, it'd be worth go, you know logging in and trying it out. Now, th like I said, the core gameplay of the game hasn't really changed. It's still grindy. It's still a tactics game. So, um, I wouldn't say that the game has changed drastically, but yeah, there's my War of the Vision spiel, just kind of what's going on in the game right now. Nice. Van, what's going on in your world? Not playing War of the Visions, I take it. I like your Naruto shirt, by the way, Shy. That's pretty cool. And then <clears throat> um, maybe check around like the 20-minute mark, so maybe like two minutes ago. I felt like, is that a mirror behind you over your left shoulder? Who? Me? Shy, yeah, Shy. that shoulder. Yeah, is that a mirror? It's a window. Those are window blinds. Oh, thank God. Okay. I um because I saw somebody walk by and I was like, if that's a mirror, I didn't know if anybody was in Shy's house or not somebody walked by, but I saw some movement and it kind of freaked me out. Just my roommate, you know? <laughs> okay. So, um, well, in, in addition to investigating the paranormal, 
Um, I have been <clears throat> watching, revisiting an old classic called Star Wars. And behind you! No, silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have, I actually started re-watching Star Wars with Shini because she hasn't seen um, Solo or Rogue One or any of the last three that just came mm. out. So okay. yeah, we started watching those. Um, I we just watched episode three. Um, we're watching in chronological order, not release order. And we just saw episode That's the three. Way. It is. This that is, the, is way. the way. This is the way. Mm. <clears throat> we just watched it, and I I can't remember how I ranked all the Star Wars before, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I ranked that one too low. Because I thoroughly enjoyed it last time when I watched it. And I don't know why. Episode three? <laughs> yes. I think we all three. ranked it pretty low, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. I think it was either the last or no, because two was the last. So I don't know. But anyways, I'd like to, I'm going to go revisit that podcast. But I actually liked it. It was really good. I, I asked Shini what she thought about it. And she said that that's the one she hates the most. Because, like, she hates seeing Anakin turn to the dark side and everything. But I, so I don't know what, what it was about watching it this time, but I was like, huh, I think I was too hard on this movie. It's, this movie actually wasn't terrible. I, I always have said about three that it, what it does well, it does very well. And there's parts of that movie that are really, really great. And then yeah. there's a couple things that it does very poorly, in my opinion, that kind of spoil it. And it's, it's a flawed piece in my mind. Yeah. And like it, it's, it's more, I think I ding it more because I can see what it could have been. Yeah. If that makes like, sense. I, I think one of my original dings about it was how quickly, <clears throat> how quickly Anakin goes from being extremely virtuous <laughs> to like the worst person in the entire universe. <laughs> to murdering children? Murdering, literally murdering children. Literally. <laughs> just like, just by saying, I can teach you how to be powerful. Oh, okay. I'll go murder kids and, now. And it's like, yeah, like it, it's a hard leap, right? It's a hard leap. Right. It's like you get it. You, you want to save your wife. I nobody understands that more than me. Right. But like, you know, I just I can't think that I would go murder kids to make that happen. Right. I just I don't think she would want that. You know, Sarah, you listen sometimes. Tell me if I'm wrong. But yeah, you, I don't maybe right into the show. Tell think, us if you would want your husband to murder kids. I, I don't know. I don't think. It's, I just don't think it, it's it's tough. It's a tough. If you were to take a shot move. in the dark, you'd probably think not. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, so it was it was rough. But then you got to remember, like he didn't murder all of the freaking people who killed his mom, like all the sand people who killed his mom like women and all that and that was an whole episode ago right so did he not sure but i mean that me did he did he spare episode Ta- two, did, he, did he spot spare tuscan raiders i think i think he no. i think he misspoke i said did did he not just do that oh, not oh, right. not yeah. he did not i think right. he said no, no, he, sorry, he, he did not, he did like, not. <laughs> did he not? <laughs> it's not like yeah it's not like he didn't just murder a whole tribe of tuscan raiders right. like that, in the previous that's episode a little so, bit, you feel like that's a little bit more like that's vengeance right like that's different. Like if a bunch yeah. of little kids ganged up and killed my wife, <laughs> you damn right I go after those little fuckers, right? That's a different story, all right? But you know, that's different from like and like what's terrible about it too that like they didn't really. It's like, especially if you watch the Clone Wars, which I haven't, but I know a lot about it. But like, these aren't like kids that he doesn't know. Yeah, like, he knows these kids. Yeah. Like when he walks in, they're like, "Oh, thank God, it's Master Skywalker." Yeah, we exactly. know you. You're a friend, yes. to, and it's like, right, dude. Like that's cold-hearted yeah, shit, that was man. Rough. Like, 
it was pretty. Not right. But I will say, I will say one thing that that it does is like you watch movies like Jason and Friday Thirteenth and whatever and all that stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, these people are bad. You just know that they're bad, and you assume they're bad, and they just are, and you accept it. Like in Star Wars, like you literally see what makes this person evil and it sucks it's horrifying and then you can better i guess feel how terrible of a person he is for the next i do i do think that was one of the goals that george lucas had in the prequels was to say because i think one of the complaints was like we've hear how evil the empire is but we don't really see it that much it's like yeah they blew up alderaan okay but like yeah you know what I mean? Though? Like, <laughs> like just okay, flippantly, okay, yes. Obviously, this, okay. this but... just in: Smiley wouldn't kill a bunch of children, but he would blow up a planet for Sarah. Well, no, he won't. He won't hate you for it. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, you could argue that that's an act of war, right? That there's like it's a it's a battle against the rebellion. It's not right, but like we don't see a lot of evidence of of all the atrocities of the empire in the actual yeah. films, and so this is a way for them to kind of show kind of the core like what this empire was based yeah. on like just <clears throat> shooting people in the back and striking down kids like it's crazy though the blood that bathes the foundation because at the same time though like the last words that palpatine says to anakin in full confidence is like now we can finally restore peace to the universe like so he's not talking about chaos and disarray he's like i don't know it's it's super weird dichotomy for, for the greater on. good man for the greater good yeah, that you know there's there's another uh podcast here and it does stray a little bit politically which i think we tend to try to avoid but uh you know there's definitely some philosophy there about the order of the empire and whether yeah it's, yeah we, whether it's good or bad thing right um, so yeah so star wars has been great we get to watch uh, i'm excited because we get to watch solo which will be the first um, movie that she hasn't ever seen so now we're getting into uncharted territory and it'll be fun and and so, then, go, ahead. go ahead please no you go I was ahead gonna say like, spoiler alert if i'm allowed the freedom Next week, I just want to let our listeners know we're going to dive into Mandalorian, the first four episodes of the most recent season, which is season two. And don't we actually probably will have to recap the first season as well, don't you think? So we'll probably have to do first season and the first half of season two. No, it's our our listeners have to go out and watch the first season. Go subscribe to a month of Disney Plus, watch the first season. Seven bucks. Worth your seven dollars and your time. And you can watch Hamilton while you have Disney Plus, which I also highly recommend. And a host of great Disney films. There's so many good Disney films on there. And Jeff Goldblum. We are not sponsored by Disney. Um, Just so you know, Disney, if you want to throw us Actually, you don't want to sponsor us, um, but you know, uh, <laughs> just, never just to be clear, these are personal endorsements, not uh, not paid for, not advertised. But yes, Mandalorian. We'll talk about that next week. We'll we'll decide how much how deep we want to go on that. But um, I was going to ask though. So, has she been watching Mandalorian with you? Yes. Even though that's out of Religiously. order. Correct. I mean, she's yeah. seen through six, so technically she's caught up with where it would take place in the time. Right. She knows where it would take place. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about that next week. All right, uh, I guess it's my turn to talk. Um, so the reason that I haven't been playing very many video games lately, and I have made room for some, which I will talk about a little bit later, but my primary focus has been on the Stormlight Archive. So uh, you can see my Bridge 4 poster back there that I got uh, as, a, as a backer reward for backing the Leatherbound Way of Kings kickstarter that happened a while back uh but uh stormlight archive if you're not aware is a series of books by brandon sanderson um it is my favorite series currently and he's my favorite author uh and they're amazing they are 
truly amazing books. Um, they are part of a much larger Cosmere of books, which to me, uh, to my understanding is basically where he's taking all these different stories and is kind of bringing them all together. It's very interesting. And so the fourth book of that series uh, came out today, as a matter of fact, uh, book four, which is Rhythm of War. And so I, in preparation for today, have spent the last two months reading uh, about 7,000 pages worth of Brandon Sanderson books, uh, I should say rereading in many cases, to get ready for book four. So I reread uh, the Mistborn trilogy. I reread uh, War. I read for the first time Warbreaker, which is another uh, book in that saga. And then I read the three previous um, Stormlight books, uh, book one, two, and three, plus two novellas that kind of bridge the gaps between two and three and three and four. So like a Spanish soap opera novella. No, a novella is like a little. It's like a little book. Oh, it's like a two hundred. 250 page book why can't also it be both not a f- I, mean, I mean sure but that's the, the like the most popular one ever no oh is that true yeah well you know hats off to novella um <laughs> i don't know what else to say i was not aware of that um oh sorry it's novella with an s novel- oh so i guess plural, plural that novels? makes sense <clears throat> novels i can i can understand that I gotta catch my stories. I mean, my novellas. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been reading. I, I had I started um, uh, in mid September, and I was kind of caught unaware. I thought I had more time. I didn't realize how quickly book four was coming out, and so I've been on about a hundred page a day reading pace um, to get through all those books. There are quite a few I didn't get through. I also have the second um, era of Mistborn novels. Um, Elantris and Arcanum Unbounded, which I have read part of, um, that I still need to get through after book four. But right now, Rhythm of War, man. I, I started that today. It's amazing so far. Um, hopefully, when Shy gets done reading Oathbringer, we'll, uh, we'll do a little, um, we'll do a little, no, a, a, a out of focus pod uh, to discuss discuss these these things a little bit more in depth um but we won't bore van too much but uh shy you you've been reading through uh and in some of your time right uh you've been trying to catch up as well yeah i think uh i mean reading is what i hear but then i'm like have you read and you're like yeah i'm at like page 200 now yeah i'm only 250 pages in notes finger but not to minimalize like so i started earlier than you i think i think i started in like june july or august or something like that but there's i've probably read about like I've read seven thousand, but probably close to five thousand pages because I didn't do Hero of Ages, but I, I did do Warbreaker. I did the first two books of Mistborn. I've read the first two books of Stormlight. I'm working on the third one. I'm about a fifth of the way through that, and I picked up Rhythm of War today, um, so I have that stocked and ready to go, loaded as you could say in the chamber for when I'm done with Oathbringer. Um, yeah. All those books are like a thousand pages, so yeah, it's yeah, it's intense. Um, but uh, yeah, the only out of focus podcast we've done so far was related to Sanderson. It was for, yeah. yeah. Which Warbreaker was very cool. That was a good book. I enjoyed that. I almost said that as the alternate reality I would want to live in, but oh, kind of a cool. harsh reality as well. So I was like, I don't know if that'd be great. Like the privileged are really privileged, the poor, are really poor. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, true in a lot of worlds. Even this Not one. Narnia. No. <laughs> Not in Star. No. No. <laughs> Quick question, QQ yeah. for the group, if I may. Mm. How many? How long does it take you to read fifty pages? 
roughly your best guess of like i know of like um i don't know because i know font and print's different and all that stuff it, size. for for me for and i have a lot i've obviously got some math behind this because i've like i said i've been tracking my progress through these books and i know how many pages i need to read a day and so i mean i would say that i doing 100 pages a day it's probably been maybe two to three hours of reading for me so in that case i would say 50 pages probably an hour to an hour and a half um definitely it depends on the book like these sanderson books especially like they are so good and if there's one thing i love about brandon sanderson and the reason i i love all his books and i'm so excited to keep reading is the man knows how to write an ending like the ending to all his books are so good you get to a point where you're like i don't know like usually like two-thirds of the way in and you just you like you just can't stop reading you're like i will i have to finish this book tonight like i need to know what happens because it's it's so good and like and we're, yeah yeah we're talking two ahead. to three hundred pages of like i can't stop reading it's ridiculous it's, it's like you, you'll be up to like 3 a.m on a work night like i just I have to and you've read the book before you've read the book before you're like i just need to read <laughs> on a reread. i need to read this again like even on a reread. it's true it's not a joke it's worse on a reread because you know what's coming up yeah you you're like oh it. i've got to get to that part yeah it's insane um and like so many books that i've read like the endings they range all across the board right some are actually really good some like kind of leave you know it's, it's hard to stick an ending and he really just knows how to build a book up and have and just it's compelling and in mo most cases very satisfying i remember when i finished book three which shy is currently working on just the way that book ended was just like is insanity it's just so good and so yeah, that's, um, I don't remember how we got on that topic. But well, yes. so like if I were to pitch in, oh, I, I think yeah, I line please. up a lot with Smiley. Like I don't, like there are people out there who are speed readers, you know, and I don't know like what they tout as their reading um, speed, but like, they tear through books. My nephew reads, and I think I used to be more in line with this. Like I would just read through books. And I think um, as I've gotten older, I, I like savor books a lot more. I've also never been... I have friends who like will read nonfiction and just like basically sometimes just go to the table of contents. Of course, these are like masters and PhD students who've had to learn to like read through thousands of pages of books, like nonfiction in a semester, whatever. And I guess there's a method to doing that. You have to like read through table of contents, you skim, like there's this like whole methodology of getting through the contents of a book where you're not reading every page. But I'm the kind of guy, I just like to read every word. So I, I would say very much like Smiley, like probably an hour for 50 pages, probably in that range. Yeah. So we all know that speed readers exist. <clears throat> if the opposite of that existed, I think that's what I would be. Like if there were slow readers. Reader. Yeah. Because yeah. I know, feel like I'm at like, and I'm, and I'm wondering if that's maybe why I haven't enjoyed reading as much is because I just suck at it. Like I'm, it takes <laughs> me forever. So I, I'm like, when you were throwing out those numbers 50 an hour, I think I'm probably closer to 25 an hour, yeah. but I also never never timed myself or whatnot so sure well i don't think i don't think it's like that you're a bad reader i mean everybody reads at their own pace and sometimes you have to read slower just because you it's the way you think about things like you need time to process it and make sense of it uh sarah's a much slower reader than i am like she read like and we joke about it where she's like i've got she's like i got like two more pages and i'm gonna close shut the light and i'll be like oh okay well i can get through eight or nine here in that time no problem uh, so i'll be able to finish my chapter two and like it's, yeah, not, it's not it's not a bad thing it's just like she she reads kind of like she kind of reads very deliberately she really wants to yeah, like, me too. think about what she's reading and process it and remember Same. it yep. so like i mean i don't think it's it's just different it's not better or worse yeah it's, it's slower but you know 
there's benefits to that too. Like sometimes I, sometimes I really try to make myself slow down. Like I'm reading book four today and I've only had maybe an hour and a half to read and I'm on like page 150. So I'm going a lot faster because it's new. And I'm like, ah, like I, w- I need to slow myself down and like try to savor it a little bit more, but it's very hard. Like I wish I could read a little bit slower sometimes. Chad, you look like you have something to say, nothing? I was gonna say, yeah, I don't know why I thought, like it takes me a lot longer to read like work emails. Like I'll sit there and I'll read like, a work email, like, like five times. Like I'll like, I just have to, I don't know why, but like, I just have That's to like funny. take every worded and like connect thoughts and concepts. And <clears> here, let me put like, my reading into per- me. It's, yeah. perspective. You know, the opening scroll of star Wars, like by the time it's over, I'm like barely reading the last like sentence, like, Holy crap, this is about to go out of you. I can't even read it. <laughs> like that's about my pace of reading. <laughs> Uh, it makes sense why you know Ready Player One's taking you a while, but again, yeah. you know that's all. Well, right. that's There's that's wrong that's that. simply a lack of effort. Pick it up, podcast coming. Yep. All right, that's 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 my storm. I mean, I go on and on about Stormlight, but you know, Van hasn't read it, so I don't want to get too into the weeds on it. And if you are interested in hearing more about Stormlight or the Cosmere from us, like I said, they'll probably be an out of focus podcast at some point that that uh, delves a little bit more in depth into that. But so far, book four is good for anybody who's out there who uh, is interested. Let's go back to Shy. What else are you doing, Shy, besides uh, Stormlight and War of the Visions? Yeah, um, I've been playing a little bit more games recently than I had been for a while. Um, And so you and I were talking about the new Assassin's Creed game briefly the other day. And I talked about that I was interested in it, um, but I hadn't picked it up yet. So the other day I picked it up and I'm playing a little bit. Oh, you did? Um, what, what are your thoughts? I did. Yeah, so I'm only maybe like five or six hours in. So take my thoughts with a grain of salt, especially since you guys know that normally about the like 10 hour mark for me in an open world game is when I stop playing it and I go play something else. So um, about right. I, uh, I really like it so far. <laughs> so we'll see if I keep playing it or not. Um, I think uh, a couple of just high points. I really think it's cool. I really like the Viking setting of the game and i have to admit like i've kept up with the assassin's creed low key i think that as far as completion smile you've probably got me beat because i think you you completed probably one through three or no oh yeah uh no i did so i played i'm i like close to platinumed one two brotherhood revelations which were all two right i got three couldn't get into it got a little bit burned out on it haven't played anything since then so all right so like but i've never actually completed a game so i guess like i think i have like oh, okay. why i've like a why <laughs> oh, you started game. with that yes. yeah. Yeah. um yeah. so like you have a more complete but like i've like played a little bit of one i played a little bit i played a little bit of four which i like a lot i played a little bit of syndicate and i played some of origins and so like i've kind of seen the game kind of progress as mm-hmm. it's developed and like I, I really like how the game touches on different periods of the world like how the syndicate was really cool being in like old school i don't really remember where that was was it old school us i don't or europe maybe it was, it was like gang it was like gang culture um like old school gangs like gangs of new york style i don't know if my van's gonna fact check me right now um but uh origins was in was in egypt which i thought was really cool like it was like ancient egypt um and that was the last one I played. So I didn't play, um, I forget which one came out. There's, there's, there's a Greek one, one Odyssey. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. the most recent one. And, and yeah. So um, I really liked Origins and I probably would have played that more. But one thing that really turned me off, that was when the game started becoming a lot more RPG. Like it's actually like a full scale action RPG now, which is really cool. Yeah, that's there's what I've heard. There's upgradable gear. Um, but Origins, 
the loot drop was ridiculous. Like think about um, Diablo, but not where like you can just quickly be like, oh yeah, I'm going to switch these web gear out and then like move on. Like where you're like looking at every, like literally like enemies will drop maybe two couple pieces of gear each. And then you're like trying to examine them like what's better. And like, and just all the time, like it really slowed the game, like gameplay experience that's down. What always, and, that's always what killed me about Borderlands. Borderlands suffered from that loot yeah. diarrhea. And some people love 60 that. different guns and they all had six different stats. And you're just like, I don't, is this, I mean, this has got a better handling, but a less attack fire speed. And yeah, you just kind of get like, yeah. Like some people really love that. Some people are just like, and I think that was one cool thing about destiny was destiny had a really clear progression path. Yes. Like you kind of, you had your exotics that were just almost always good. You had legendaries that had specific roles that you were like, these are good. And I think that that seems the way to be the way Valhalla is going. That was something I'd read before I started playing. I was people were talking well. about how they streamlined yeah. it. And like already I can tell, I got to admit, man, like some of the cool things about it are you can go like single hand and shield. You can go two hand or you can go like two handed weapon. And I've got a two handed ax, man. And it is just so much. I know I, heavy weapons, man. I just love it. And just, it's so satisfying just to swing the thing around but i gotta say like um i haven't gotten far in the game and i think what none of this is spoilers because this has all been in the advertising of the game but like you start out the game in like the norse lands but eventually you move into like europe like britain and i gotta admit the early game is a lot more in depth in the norse lands than i thought i thought within like a couple hours i'd be in britain but i'm like five six hours in already and i'm i'm still in like the norse lands i'm still doing stuff there um but like riding down a river in your longboat, you come up to a settlement, you raid, you pull out your horn and you blow it and you and all your guys like pile out of the ship and attack. It's, it's totally cool. You can be sailing along the coast and like ask your Norse Vikings to like sing a song and like start like not quite a sea shanty, but it's like a, a Viking song. Um, and you drink beer. Um, yeah, there's like, oh my gosh. So like the first town that kind of introduced you to like the NPCs and the side activities. And like, I think this is pretty common for a lot of open world games, but like, so one of them is apparently like in a lot of villages, there'll be like a, a mead drinking contest you can take part in where like you'll go up against someone and you guys will be like dipping your horns in mead. And then you feel like, it's like a rhythm based <laughs> game, but then there's like balance aspects. As you get more drunk, you feel like use your joystick to keep you balanced while you're like, um, and then there's actually a rap battle mechanic. And I guess what? I'm, I'm guessing it's based on some kind of fact but it's called flighting f-l-y-t-e and like basically it was like it's like a it's like a poetry like a rhyming kind of like battle and like so i've only done it once but it was so much fun because like the guy's like queuing you up for a response but like not only just it's like both rhyme and meter and you have like a list of responses and you have a certain amount of time to pick one that like best fits it and then like eventually yeah. he fits meaning into it it's like the next time you do it it's like and it's not just rhyme a meter and he's like he, like in his explanation he's rhyming his explanation and then like it cues you up for your final answer but like it's no longer just rhyme meter but also like what the best response is like meaning wise and like i've only done it once but i'm super excited about getting to my next town and like trying it again um <laughs> nobody told me there's rap dude battle. it was so dude. Dude, it's we all thought like, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Shy. No, no, no. You guys feel free to. Yeah. We all thought like rap was invented in the suburbs of like big cities and what, or not in the not in the suburbs. What am I saying? In the inner cities of big cities and stuff. Apparently, rapping, or at least rap battles, was invented in like the 1200s in Old English. So, flighting, as you were talking about, is a contest consisting of the exchange of insults between two parties often conducted in verse if that's not a rap battle i don't know what it is dude that's freaking dope so dude it's all right so like five six hours in i'm i'm really enjoying the game um that's one, great. one last one last takeaway and you guys if you guys have questions or, or, or feedback but like i do it like it is it's very exploration based and like i think the more recent ones have been but like i just want to give an example I just like before the podcast started, I climbed up a mountain and it wasn't like 
like I just climbed up the mountain, like to like to abate to basically to like uh, one of the I forget what they call the synchronization points or the viewpoints, like yeah. the, the taking yeah. the world. But like so many open world games, there's like marked ledges there's like colored lines or whatever where you have to like jump from like predisposed areas i just climbed yes. up the mountain and like that may not be realistic it may not be like whatever 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 but it was super liberating and fun and like the, what th- made me think of it was i know you're gonna talk about i, I think there's a game you're gonna be talking about smiley that might have some comparisons to this but i'm playing the little bit i played a breath of the wild back in the day like one thing that i know once again realism and progression like in that game when you climb stuff there was like a stamina bar and i'm climbing this mountain i'm like i could have never done this like even at max stamina this is probably something that wouldn't be possible in that game and in other open world games you'd have to be looking for specific things like i just i just went up i just went up the mountain it was it was just it was badass um i know what you mean though because even though with a stamina bar though like that's one of the great things about breath of the wild was that like you could pretty much with it with the exception of like the far boundaries like the perimeter of the main map like if you could see something you could go there if you see a, a mountain like you could climb up it and like you could kind of climb forever because even though yeah you had a stamina bar you could always eat things while you were climbing that refilled your stamina so as long as you had enough food on you like you could climb and climb and climb and that was a cool feeling from that game like the, the idea that you basically if you could see it you could go to it and so I understand that. Van, you got something to chip in on? No, I'm just fascinated by this flighting stuff. This is incredible. <laughs> Apparently, it's like originated all over the world, not just in old English. That was, I guess, one of the original. No, because the Jahalkins. Oh, no, this isn't Jahalkins. I'm sorry. I'm thinking that's Bible, right? <laughs> Jahalkins? I thought you were talking about the guy from Final Fantasy XI. Jaco- Jakahowian? No, not Jahalkins. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah modern portrayals. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is amazing. Sorry. All right. um, by the way, I did my yeah. own fact check because I thought that's what Van was doing. Apparently, I was, and I got sidetracked. In Victorian era London, in like the gang um, organizations in Victorian era London, West Syndicate. There we go. So my question. So full disclosure, like I'm probably going to mm. get this game, but um, so because Sarah is a wonderful influence on me, she's like, Third you know, you know how a lot of times wives are like really naggy and they don't let you do the fun things you want to do. No, no. Not at all. See, that's because you have a cool wife, um, just like I do. Because Sarah is the exact opposite. I'm like, I'm trying to be responsible. I'm like, you know, I, I was thinking, should we get a PS5? I, I don't know if I really need. It. She's like, yeah, we should go get a PS5. Why don't we get it right now? And I'm like, well, you can't really get them right now because they're sold out all over the place. But um, when they do come back into stock, which we assume will happen at some point, um, because they're not Nintendo Switches, hopefully there'll be PS5s around. Um, we're probably going to get one. And so I was thinking that this would be a cool game to get on. I heard it's very beautiful. I heard it looks really great. Um, there's not really anything else on a PS5 that I want, but I thought this would be a cool way to get back into, into the Assassin's Creed uh, genre with, with, with a new system. Um, one of the things I heard, though, was that the game was very buggy and had a lot of crashes and like weird shit and like progression locks and stuff. Was like that platform specific or? I didn't see what platform was on, but I wanted to just catch, I know Shy's on PC, yeah. which could be a little bit different, but I wanted to know what your experience yeah. was six hours in. Cause I'd heard that as well. And I heard that it was like noticeably bad. Like, yes. you know, I mean, I've, I've watched a couple of reviews and people, that was like one thing that came up all the time. People were giving good scores and everything, but like, they're just like, it's really but, unstable. Right. So. I will say, like, it definitely is pushing, I think, the graphics card in my laptop. And, like, this might – I've been thinking about getting, like, uh, an enclosure, like a graphics card enclosure for my laptop. Because when I bought this laptop, it has a USB-C port, which allows you to actually get an external graphics card for it. And that was one of the reasons I bought it. Um, so I might get – I might 
look into getting something like that in the you know in the near future. But so I'm just playing the game on medium graphics right now, and it still honestly it still looks really good. Like I can't imagine playing this game on like a PS5 and like 4K with HDR on like a you know TV and Ultra HD and all that. Like I, I imagine it's gorgeous. But um, I've I've experienced a couple bugs, but like no crashes. I will say I, it hasn't crashed on me yet. There's been a couple times where I'm just like running and like I get stuck on a snow mountain for like 10 seconds, and I'm wow. just like tripping yeah. there, and I'm like, and all of a sudden like I slide over and I'm you know done. Like it's, and it's frustrating, but like. I don't know though, like as you advance, if those get more noticeable, um, I, I do think that what's encouraging is I haven't heard any comparisons between this and like Andromeda yet. And I feel like that's kind of the flagship, you know, modern game that came out unfinished that like, yeah. if I heard people be like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like Mass Effect Andromeda. I'd be a lot more like red flags. Like, wait, should I buy this? Should I have bought this game? But um, well, I guess that's one of the things I'm hoping is that waiting until PS5 is available for me that like, hopefully by then we'll have our first round or first or even second round of f- patches that address the main things like to me, like, I don't mind if, you know, things graphically as much or whatever. What I hate, what, what concerns me is when people talk about progression locks, where like they can't complete a quest because an NPC gets bugged somewhere or, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, that can be so frustrating. And especially when it maybe fucks up your save progress where it's like you get, you've, you've put, you know, 10, 20 hours into a game and then something goes wrong and you can't advance the main story. And it's like, it's fucked up. Like, well, even if they, even if they fix the initial problem, you've already triggered it. And like, the only thing to do is go back to a, either a previous save file or start all over. And like, that can be very, very demoralizing. So I will say the game has a quick save feature and I haven't tried loading a previous save, but like I've been saving pretty regularly specifically because I've been worried, I've been worried about crashes um, and also just difficulty. I've been playing on hard, which I think is actually a good thing to do. Normally I play on medium, but like I've not died a lot on hard and it feels like a good balance of like, of like risk and combat. I will say one more thing. And this is for van because I think he'll appreciate this. The game I think has one of the strongest starts narratively that I've experienced, like, and I would say Van is reminiscent of Last of Us. Like, it reminded me of a lot of just how out of the gate that game got. And like in this game, like the the, the first part is is a little more interactive, but but very in a cool way. Like you're interacting, but it's very guided. And all of a sudden, something happens, and it's just like kind of tragically like takes a turn. <laughs> and it's like, man, holy holy shit! Like this game really like um, got off the ground. But it's funny you should mention that. I was actually just thinking either today or last night um that i want to go back and play last of us again because i never played part two and i was like hmm let me play part one and then jump into part two also nice so maybe that'll be on the next disc in the drive maybe stay tuned what's on this disc in the drive van so finishing up final fantasy um took a hiatus for like a month i don't know why probably just got away from me because that shinra building is long as fuck it is long as fuck (laughs) it's like multiple chapters like how do you put multiple it's chapters exhausting. onto a single it is event? tiring like you yeah. get to a point where you're just like oh my god like, yeah. yeah i know so i'm in there i feel like i'm i'm pretty dang uh the party split up for whatever that's worth uh, that's to tell the you. longest once you get through that it's it, it so really annoying yeah. because every time i switch parties i have yeah. to resync my materia and i'm like and you're switching parties like every 10 minutes it's not like you get it's a good hour and a half annoying. i oh, hated that part so bad that was a part two where i was just like i don't even know if i want to do this on like on, on hard mode like but you know my I, advice for you is get in your two parties try to get people who have the same materia slots in their gear even if you have to tinker with their gear and do something less optimal that way you can just wholesale move yeah like, cloud to tifa barrett to to 
to Aries. Like yeah. that's what I did. And like every time it was like, I just, all their stuff, I just moved one to one and that made it a little bit less annoying, but it was still a pain in the ass. Yeah. I so that. That's where I'm at though. Yeah. In the game. I understand so. why you took a break, <laughs> <laughs> but push through once you push through yeah. that, like you're in the home stretch and it, and that it really does get very good. At that yeah, well, point, I mean, I it's think, the game's, so. yeah, it's the game's amazing. Good, it's it's but, been but like, good. Yeah. It, that's um, kind of the crescendo. So in addition to that, um, still just rocking a shop. Titans got level 54 this morning. So nice, that was a lot congrats. of fun. Nice. Yeah. They're doing that event right now where you get 25% bonus on sales. So like yeah, it's, 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 it's weird how these little tweaks feel hacked. Like when they do a 25% bonus on negotiation on, on energy and you're like, yeah. damn, if the game was always like this, it would be insanely easy. And then like even just the 25% on money, I'm like, holy shit, it is so easy to make money in this game. I think this is one of the two best little Could be relative. This one yeah. and the one you other mentioned with the, with the, or like, I think like cheap surcharges, like yeah. those types of events are very, very powerful, I think. So yeah, I just got level 54, just spent the 100 mil to unlock my um, hero slot. Oh man! <sighs> now I need to look into heroes. So it's a funny story. So I don't know if people on on the uh, the podcast know, but my wife Sheenie started playing um, Shop Titans. And one thing everybody should know about this game, and it's not a high bar to to reach, but um, Sheenie's better at video games than I am, and that also works with with shop titans too so like she takes the time to find out like all the intricacies of everything you should see her island on on um animal crossing it just blows mine out of the water everything so um she (laughs) she always i feel bad because i've been playing six months longer than she is and she always asks me these questions that i don't have answers to and so i'm always like Look, I don't know why you're asking me this. I have no idea why you go ask the other the other group because she's always asking, especially especially when it comes to to um, party dynamics, like hero uh, levels and all that stuff. Like, I think Smiley, you gave me my first tutorial ever on on using um, the elements to upgrade the power yeah. on your heroes, like just a week. ago. It was ago. like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we just had a conversation about. It's been a long time ago, <laughs> so. I've been playing for eight months without like a single element attached to my team. Oh my god! <laughs> Makes a big difference so, though, doesn't it? Once you uh, figure that out, you're like, oh yeah. wow, this guy's got a lot stronger. I just feel bad for her because she's always like, hey, hun, how do I do this? Or hey, what is this? Or is this better? And I'm like, you know, why don't you just go ask the other people because I don't really know. So I told her, I was like, I'm glad you're playing because I'll be able to learn from you. Is what <laughs> I told her. <laughs> so there we are. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Sarah and I have had a couple of discussions at times where she will ask a question in the in the chat, and we kind of look at each other like, "Why didn't she just ask Van that? Like, her husband <laughs> plays this game." Does yeah, I was wondering know, if that was why the didn't case. Why did she ask him? But uh, yeah, now you know. Apparently, he doesn't know. <laughs> uh, well, that's good to know, though. I mean, every time she asks a question, I was gonna out you on how little you know about the game. Oh, I'll, I'll out myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're. Uh, you know, I think the guild's going pretty well. I think we're we're doing doing some good work. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's a couple of people I'm still suspect about whether they deserve to be in the guild or not. But um, conversation for another day. Shy, <laughs> you're two co- you're two co-hosts. I'm trying shy. to get I'm trying to get out of this guild, and you guys won't even let me. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Every time we talk about needing a new member, Shy's like, "Well, you know, if you guys send smiley you guys, DMs, I'm if, like, if, if, would it be easier if they just replaced me?" <laughs> Speaking time for me to leave. <laughs> yeah, 
And then, and then the longer I play, the more guilty I feel. I'm like, well, now I've invested more. Like, now I'm more committed to this. It's going to take him that much longer to replace uh, me. <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right. Uh, well, I'll, I think we're running out of time here. So I'll very briefly uh, go through the games I've been playing. Because um, I have been playing some games. I So I, when I bought NHL 20, whatever, 21, whatever, whatever the hell it was. 21. Yeah, 21 is the newest. Um, it came by pre-ordering it. I got access to um, NHL 94 Rewind, which was like, um, it was exclusively for people who pre-ordered. And it was just like a, uh, a port of the 90, of NHL 94 from the Genesis, which a lot of people considered one of the best old school, um, like, you know, that era hockey game. And they basically just updated it. So instead of playing as the 1993-94 NHL teams, they updated it for, with all the new te- the, the teams currently. Like, for example, Avalanche didn't exist back then. They were the Quebec Nordique. So, like, the Avs are in it, and it's all their current rosters, and the players are updated to mimic their own skill. And so I've been playing the hell out of that. Like, um, it's been really fun because it's, it's, a, it's a solid difficulty level for me, I think, where, like, I can do well – but like, it's not easy to score and I, I can be beaten. Um, so even though it's an older game, like I think the difficulty is very well tuned. Um, so I've been playing that and that's been nice because those games are fairly short because it is kind of an old school game. Like I can knock a game out in five, 10 minutes. So it doesn't require a lot of time. Um, so that's- They have the Las been... Vegas Golden Knights. They do. They do have the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, they do. They have all the teams that were in the league this year. The only team they don't have is Seattle because Seattle's not in the team. Is not in the league yet. Um, they are coming. Sounds like a horrible game. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it. Well, luckily for you, you can't. It's actually not, it's not available unless you pre-ordered it. Like They literally said, we have no plans to update this game or make it available even for purchase. It's like it's kind of crazy. It's like you literally can't get it if you didn't pre-order NHL 221. And I'm is like, that EA? Isn't that EA? Is this their new modus EA. operandi? Is we're not going to update the game. We're not going to sell it. Like, not going to sell it. Like, yeah. I mean, if you want to play, play it on. A, a I would never do that because that is illegal pirating. Not Just if you so own you know. the game. I'm sure you own a Genesis and NHL 94, right? Oh, I did actually own that. Yes. There you go. So okay. there you have it. Um, the other game I've been playing, you know, I played it for quite a while for, for a couple of weeks, but I, I haven't really played it lately is Genshin Impact, which is a game that really seems to be blowing up. Um, and it's very cool. There's a lot of things I really like about it. But for one, I think it is a gotcha. It's like a gotcha RPG version of Breath of the Wild. Um, and in a lot of ways, it, I mean, in a lot of ways, it really borrows heavily from Breath of the Wild. But it, it it's a good is in a good way too. I mean, they added a lot of RPG elements that like you always kind of wanted in a Zelda game, like the idea that you can upgrade your weapons and armor, like like actually enhancing them and getting different weapons and armor and getting skills and having a skill tree and leveling up and getting stronger and um, the fact that you play with a party of four that you can switch between the characters instantaneously is a very cool way to do. Like the the combat system is very fun and interesting. Um, and some of the fights that they have have been very challenging and interesting too. Like I, like they've got these like the, these elemental bosses that have these crazy like area attacks and take a long time to kill. That actually reminds me a lot of like the Final Fantasy fourteen 
raids that we would do against like Twintania in Bahamut's Coil, where it's like you actually have to learn the patterns um, and like stuff like that, which in a game like that is very cool because it's action oriented and it doesn't have the drawback that Final Fantasy 14 had, where if you fuck up, you fail and you have to start all over. It's like you just take damage and you either heal it or, or die. But um, a lot of cool things about it. But there's something about it, too, that like it's just I don't know. I don't know what it is about Breath of the Wild that is so tight. That's just so. I don't know, like there's an ineffable quality to Breath of the Wild that just makes it better. Like it's it, it, there's something about it. And I don't I don't know what it is. I can't. I can't explain. It. There's an intangible. That Nintendo money. Made that Nintendo I, money. That Nintendo craft. I mean. Yeah. Made, something about what they do. Um, like, like they like Genshin Impact just doesn't have the same, the same magic to me. And do you have a question? Is is Genshin Impact like a full game with a beginning, middle, and end, or is it like a mobile game that's been ported to a console that you can play forever? No, it is a, it's definitely a full game, but it's basically just been released and is still in process. So my understanding is there are seven areas of the world. And right now we have access to two of them and the other five are, are still in development. So the game is under, is ongoing. They're continuing to create content for it, but like even what's there is huge. It is absolutely huge. And it is, um, there's it definitely is not something that was like ported from a crappy system like it's it's it, it's very much like breath of the wild in visuals in scope in um gameplay like the mechanics like it feels like a full-fledged game it's cool because it's free to play um but it is still in the end a gotcha game um and like there's good and bads to that like it's not quite as I don't think it's as bad as a game like, say, um, War of the Visions, where like in in a lot of these mobile gotchas, like you have to keep pulling for characters to keep up. Like, I don't feel like there's that much impetus, at least not so far. Like you get four solid characters just by default that you can use. And like you can pull for other ones, but they're more just different, different flavors and and you know, stuff that you can you might want but don't necessarily need it doesn't feel like oh boy this game is free to play it's everything's gated if i don't want to pay like i get you know a tenth of what's on offer like not not so not not what i've experienced so far it's very um it's a very good value considering you can play it for free and get a lot of a lot of quality out of it um, but there is a lot of grinding to it it's a very grindy game in a way like already i can feel like it's one of those games that wants you to log in every day. You know, it wants you to do daily quests and accumulate all these materials and you need a million of X, Y, and Z to upgrade your next thing. And so it's, it's again, it's one of those games that if you played it fully, I think you could really enjoy it. Um, but I just don't have time for it right now. I don't feel like, and so I haven't, I haven't really gotten into it. Sorry, that went a little bit long. We're, we're definitely over, and uh, I think we're running out of time on our Zoom call here before we get, we're about to get kicked out. So I'm going to give myself a hard cutoff. Maybe we'll talk more about Genshin Impact later because I think it's something that uh, deserves to be fleshed out. Um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, what are you guys doing? You're 
watching our listen to our podcast watching our podcast we'd love to hear from you tell us what's going on with you uh, you know we'd love to hear from you our contact information is as follows we're on twitter at focus target we're on youtube focus target podcast email focus target podcast at gmail.com um yeah thanks for sticking with us i'm sorry we went a little bit over this time uh, but you know smiley just never stops talking sometimes that's how it goes so uh for all of our listeners and fans out there thanks for being with us this is the smoke focus target podcast i am smiley I'm not shy. the smoke not the smoke is target podcast because that would be smoke smiley smoke is target <laughs> i'm so sorry uh i don't know i don't know why i'm allowed to host this podcast uh one more time i'm smiley this is shy and i'm van as always cover us porkins we're out